Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest-growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I'm your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And pal. And pal. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, well, okay, first of all, we had uh, some technical difficulties there, so we're starting like seconds 15 late. seconds yeah. late or something, but... Thanks for hanging So in. we have to apologize for that yeah. if you tuned in live. Um, this week we're uh, doing kind of a a, a wrap-up I, I was going for, Yeah. Um, yeah. except that uh, we, we're going to try to get to the imitation game, Into the Woods, and uh, hopefully even the Skeleton Twins, Yeah. and possibly even other things. Sure. Because um, you've seen more than that. Because there's, there's that. plenty of other movies yeah. we could do, and that's just going to keep... Yeah. going um <laughs> yeah that's going to keep going forever uh before we get to all those movies we keep getting emails uh still yeah uh, which is awesome wanting our top 10 which is even more awesome and even asking specific questions about our top 10 yeah. as we uh talked about last week and stuff um you know is it just going to be the same and right. you know, it's funny it's hilarious to me and awesome yeah the things that people ask us about what our top 10 list is going to be I, and so i just have to say i think it's probably going to be Towards the end of the month, probably towards the end of January, somewhere. Um, if we we're lucky, if knows. we're lucky, we can get it in earlier. Yeah. And I think from the feedback of the previous times that we've done this, yeah, um, people don't love it if we do <laughs> the best and the worst. Like try to same. try to mix it. Yeah, they want the full amount of time. Yeah, <laughs> whether we're talking about the best or the worst. Yeah, which the worst. I feel like that Man. could be – you could do like a movie and the worst <laughs> right. or something because the worst, there's only so much you can say about right. how much something stuff sucks. sucked, right? right? But I don't, I, it's not the feedback we get That's apparently. Good. And we like Find the, something you know, to talk yeah. about in them. And then we uh, even got some uh, – an email a couple days before Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone, by Merry the way. Christmas. Happy holidays, Happy all holidays. that stuff. Um, happy Boxing Day. What? Everything, wherever you are. And uh, exactly. Um, about our awards. So we've got to do that, yeah. too. And that yeah. could be like the beginning of February, uh, depending right. on how, how things go. We it, may surprise ourselves. We may get this We faster, might be able to get to our list really fast. Um, who knows? But ultimately, as as someone... If you're a long-time listener, you know I love lists. You do not. I right. used to say you hate them, but you, you just do not love them. Right. Um, and, and on a particular day, you may hate them. But to hear This is going to be a like bad that, year for that, too. It will be. But to hear people be kind of up for that really makes me happy. Um, 
we're, we love getting emails anyway. It doesn't matter whether you trash us or you, you agree with us. It, right. it really doesn't matter. We love it. We have but one of those coming, too. We, yeah, oh, I'm sure we do. Um, <laughs> I love how they're always me lately, too. Like there, There's not too many trashing on Mark ones. But but that's really cool, guys, and we will get to it. It's almost like this is like a an interview right. propaganda machine. Like we're dragging you know, this out. Like we're not. It's just we've got a lot of stuff, and we missed a couple weeks, and we're right. just playing catch-up. So. You know, it's funny, too, that um, – you're talking about them bagging on you. They're ba- yeah. Someone's bagging on sort of both of us. Well, that's all right. I don't even mind if they bag on me because so they've been very that. funny. We've got that coming. Um, well, good. That one's that one. I was going to say something else, and I forget I what it was. I don't know. Uh, it might have been the interview, and maybe, maybe my brain thought better of it and kicked you know that idea so here's out something, really here's something fast. Real quick, because I had someone ask us if we were going to do the interview, because in the city we live in, it's playing in the theater. It's not one of these right. things where wherever you are, if you can get it on YouTube or on demand, you can right. see it if you wish. But it's in a theater, and I actually kind of balked at it a little bit, because I was going to go see it just in the interest of, you know, the same way that I'll buy a banned book just on the point of principle. Right. Like you can't do that. So I was going to go support it. And then I started hearing briefly, not in depth, but like the reviews were real bad. Right. Like that the only good thing about this was the publicity for two weeks right. we got for it. And it, and I had other things that were more interesting to see. Like and then, the imitation game. And, and then and, did Sony just. Right. Was there some. Pull a fast Yeah. One who knows? So <laughs> if you're looking for, you know, some denouement on whether or not the interview was worth going to see, I, I don't know. I yeah, suspect whatever. not, but uh, I don't know either. All I know is I've seen uh, a fair chunk of it, maybe, yeah. um, and it was a while ago. Yeah. Um, and it's probably like all put together like thirty-five, forty minutes of various parts, right. though not 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 in one thing. Yeah. And I don't know if I if that's like the best the movie has. Right. I I've got to tell you that it, it, it's very like you know for some people probably it will work I guess it's like right. like I said it's you know the neighbors it's like the yeah, neighbors go to North Korea, North Korea or whatever well it's know. it's hard now that this film had what it had done to it it, it can't win it's right. either got to be the most incendiary thing and it's probably not going to be right. it's got to be the funniest thing and it is likely not going to be like it's 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 just by proxy this touchstone for this thing that had happened right and it doesn't deserve it but it's going to be scrutinized more for it like what is that what it takes to get banned you know overseas right and what you have it, it would be it like, would be no, good at this so. point even if it wasn't that funny if right. it really was like if you watched yeah. it and at the end you went uh, uh, i feel for north <laughs> korea maybe right, they maybe right. they, if it was like some kind of weird like you know south park mm-hmm you know, massive right. version of it where they were just yeah. right. really, yeah. you know, going crazy. Yeah. Then it would be worth watching right. at this point, right. maybe. But it's anyway. not going to be worth the comments. So anyway. no, it's probably. But not. I'll still see it. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. All right. So uh, we do have a couple of uh, questions, and I really okay. hope we can get to all these movies because I want to know what you thought of them. Yeah. Because I don't know. Well, because you'll, you can now find out anyway. Well, that's true. I'll just but tell you. That but doesn't count. For, right, I know. We're on a show. We can only do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, really because these are uh, cool movies, but we've got, we're at that point where for people who listen, you know, all year long and, and the whole thing, right? Yeah. Where, you know, we haven't seen a movie together. <laughs> Right. I mean, we've seen like a lot of movies right. not together, right. so it's just how it all comes together. Seriously, that is so loud. Yeah. Um, anyway, the first question that we had 
Which I think is funny once again. Yeah. And I think it's awesome, but I, I think it's funny. Yeah. Some of the things people ask us. Yeah. Because you would think <laughs> that that like 90% of the emails you would get would be some kind of comment about something we said. Right. And not just in us general industry questions. Right. But you would be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> because that's not it. So now this one's cool because it's uh, this is Steve and he claims to be from Bangor. Hey, all right. And uh, I don't know who it is, but yeah. he claims he's cool. here with us in Bangor. So nice. go, Thank Steve. You. All right. Um, he asked us about the whole uh, Idris Elba bond thing. Yeah. And where do we fall on that? Yeah. And what do we think about it? And Steve seems not to be in favor of Idris Elba being bond. Yeah. But, you know, obviously careful to mention right. that he's – not racist. He's not racist. Did, <laughs> did Steve say why it's he just was? Just a thing. Uh, if, if you're careful, I to think why I you're think not, I then... can. I think I can kind of sum up Steve's you know point. Steve. No, I don't. Oh, okay. No. Uh, for a second, I thought I did though. Yeah. But then I saw the person that I thought it might be, and he didn't oh. mention it. So yeah, I would so think he... <laughs> that he would have. Right. Anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, he didn't go in like great detail or anything, but but um, now the. Worst part about this is that I don't know that Bond is really a character that uh, I feel like I have to draw a line in the sand about. Right. So there could be other characters where maybe I would, right? Yeah. But for me, this is sort of like um, I think there's a uh, I think there's a good a good argument to the idea that Bond is white and. You would think that white people would play him, okay? Okay. So for me, um, you know, there's a counter argument to yeah. that idea, right? For me, uh, it kind of comes down, like I said, I don't know that Bond is necessarily the character, but it's like if if somebody remade Roots, okay, right, with yeah. like the same script, yeah, but everyone in the movie was white, and nobody complained about that, right? Then I'd be okay with. Idris Elba being Bond. I mean, it's like there are characters who are white or black or something. There are characters who are not anything. Yeah. And you could put whoever you want and it makes no difference to anything, right? But there are characters who are a certain color Mm -hmm. and then they should be played by people who are that color. That's what I think. But, But like I said, Bond is not necessarily... I mean, I don't know. For a lot of people, he probably is really a character who should be white. I don't know if I'm completely behind that on James Bond, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, it's I like uh, it's almost like some some characters are like practically getting into the stage of actual characters. Right. Like if you have a movie about, you know, the king of England from a few hundred years ago or whatever, and all of a sudden you go, well, we're going to have this black guy play him. Right. Then you go, well, wait a minute. So Right. Theater and, and movies by proxy are always kind of doing these things. You know, this is not a super long answer, but you go back as far as you want to, you know, starting with Shakespearean stuff, and you had... No women. You had guys playing women. Right. You know, you've got these things. You got black, you know, blackface. Right. You know, you've got always this weird portrayal of things. 
I, it's kind of interesting because I was just joking around with you about Annie. Uh, and right. Annie is now, you know, seemingly, you know, the, the roles have been switched a bit. Right. And, or the racial roles have been switched a bit. I don't know that I necessarily think that Bond has to be or should be white, except for the fact that he always has been white. Right. There's a there's a reinforcing there that's either stereotypical or not. And you can argue that Bond is in the, you know, the the Scottish descent and in the British Navy. But, there, you know, I... I guess what I would say is a couple of years ago when they were starting to do the Captain America films, um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting was they probably should have really considered, you know, Will Smith for that. Not just because he's Will Smith, but because he would have brought a big budget, but because having a black Captain America isn't stereotypically like shattering for me, especially when historically speaking, uh, you know, black people were kind of like whether they were injected with smallpox to find out what the military knew or all these subjects of military like kind of experiments. That kind of makes sense. But the only reason that Captain America has to be white is because he's been white in the comics for so long. I say that by way of saying if if Albert decided to really run for this and he cast and he was good, it would be a no win situation for him. Just kind of like right. how Daniel Craig got it. Daniel Craig was blonde. He didn't didn't sound English, wasn't English, you know, and he turned out to be one of the best Bonds ever because the story was great and his character was awesome. But people look at him, I guess, white. Like you see him and you're like, oh, he's right. a white guy. He could be Bond versus, you know, maybe a black guy. Right. So I think I think we're kind of getting to a point, hopefully, where people just don't see. I mean, this is kind of we are the worldish now. Right. Like this, this 30 second bit where it would be really great to get to a point where talent, you know, kind of trumps appearance. And if you're good at the job, then you get it. Doesn't matter who. I don't know if that necessarily means I want to see Eva Longoria as James Bond, even if she gave the best screen test of all, because yeah. that might be a little hard to do. But maybe that's my own bias being biased in and of itself. Well, I my final line, my final word is I this. think I think you there's just a, a, there's a lot of variable good, to it. Give him a I mean. shot, and if he's good at it, if if the only gripe someone has is that you know Bond has to be white, I I disagree. You know, I don't think a character has to be anything other than good if they're in a movie, and if if you know, because there are all kinds of roles that were meant for women that went to guys. Easy ones that, you know, that stop out. George Lucas originally had Luke Skywalker as a girl, you know, and, and Aliens, Ripley was really a dude, you know. And there were all these things that worked out for the yeah, best because but things happened. And I understand those are way argument. far from this conversation, though, yeah, I think. Kind of. I, I think that roles and characters that are established, like Bond, who's been around for 50 plus years, is a bit different. You know, I do. I agree. Right. That, that I, I think it. I think it depends. There, but... Even then, like like I said, I don't know if Bond is like the place I want to draw the line in the sand and right. say that character can't be, be played by right. any other race. Right. I, for some people, I'm sure it, they're fine with that being yeah. the place to draw the line. But I think some place you draw the line. Uh, for me, I think there's got to be some place you draw the line because I'm telling you, if I start making that roots. Right, the world's going to explode, and you can't have you can't have everything work only in one direction, right? Either, right? right? I but, agree with that. It's got to be both. But I'm not sure that you know. For me, I I don't know. I think Bond, maybe. I think there there are some characters where you'd go, who even cares, right? And there are some where you would go, wait, what? I the, mean, the facts. Well, the fact, oh, and again, just I agree. I, I understand that point, and I agree. It's got to be both ways. The fact that they they put another white guy in this role who just happened to be blonde when it's the easiest thing 
you can change. You can change your hair color like nothing. Right. And they were up in arms. The the Bond, you know, fans were up in arms that he's right. not it. it. You know, it was it was ridiculous because I was a Daniel Craig fan before that, and I thought, give the guy a chance. You know, if if the hair color was enough to incend the world, right. you know, then the skin color is probably going to be enough to just explode it. Right. So is it fair? No. Is it probably going to happen? Yeah, they're probably going to go up in arms and they'll probably pick it and wrongfully accuse. But like, you know, let's let's give him a chance. Maybe he's really good. All right. So anyway, we're done with that. All right. So uh, so send your emails about that's Mark. where that should have gone. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I should actually actually throw that. That's out. a good question. Um, yeah, I it, it's a good question. Yeah, and it's it is it's absolutely. a and it's an timely one a thing one. to talk right. about and everything. I just think it's interesting that people care what we think and yeah. <laughs> actually bother yeah. to ask us. About I think that. that's awesome. Um, well, yeah, it's an awesome thing, of course. Um, awesome as long as it goes here, not showing up at my door and knocking <laughs> awesome. Like, don't do that. Right. But do send your uh, emails and questions to us at <laughs> yeah. markeastman at rescreening.com right. Right. or questions at rescreening.com. Okay. Um, the other, the next one comes from uh, Jesse in Orlando. This is Jesse. It would be awesome if Idris called in. If, it seriously, would. that would be so awesome. All right. Jesse and then, in Orlando. And then he said, yeah. hey. <laughs> Uh, Jesse in Orlando wants to uh, kind of call us out on our little uh, weird spiel we were giving about American Sniper, and uh, we kind of tied it around to other things um, about these kind of biopic movies uh, of any any sense, really, because we covered several different things. And our displeasure at the idea that they were supposed to be like the every story in that story. And, okay. and, and so Jesse's idea is that they are actually supposed to be like that. And so it's not actually, so American sniper, for example, uh, one, one of the problems we were talking about with it was that it was trying to be everything yeah. and not just this guy's story. Right. right? It, it was, it, it was trying too hard uh, for me anyway to not just focus in on this guy, but take this guy and make him, you know, represent all soldiers, all war, everything, America, whatever. I mean, you know, just trying to go everywhere with it. And, and I didn't like that. Right. Yeah. And, and so Jesse, wrote in and said, what are you talking, what are you guys talking about? That's, that's how that's supposed to be. It's supposed to, you're supposed to take that story and it's supposed to, you know, give you like a broader thing. And, and so my immediate response is that what it's supposed to do actually is you're supposed to tell the story in such a way that I get that out of it. Not that you twist the story in order to like shove that at me and, and make that what the story's about. I'm supposed to like take the story and get that out of it myself after I leave, right? Have, not, that's not have no choice. That's my theory anyway right. yeah. on on how that goes. And the I and we mentioned several other movies mm-hmm. that were uh same sort of thing and and trying to be everything and and for me the perfect example um is uh 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. Because I think that 12 Years a Slave did exactly the way that it's supposed to be. Because 
that was just that guy and his story. And obviously, you know, you're going to get right slavery things out of it and all that. Right. But that movie and the most awesome part about that movie is that you, you thought you were getting the other thing when you went into it. I did. You were totally. expecting yeah. that what you were going to get is just another, you know, generalized another lesson. lesson on slavery yeah. or whatever. And then all of a sudden you find out that what you're getting is just this guy. Right. And just zoom in on this guy and get his story and not take every step he takes. Right. And try to go yeah. see how this relates to everyone <laughs> yeah. or, you know, whatever. That's a good example because because with him, at least in 12 Years a Slave, you see the ripple effect. And you're right. You know, you know what direction that goes and what effects those also cause. And I, and I feel the same way to some extent. I don't know if I felt wholly the same as you did about American Sniper, but definitely felt that, that attitude, which was – it really tried hard to just give you everything right. and, and make you take it instead of just show you. And, and it wasn't terrible, though. It's no, not it like we it said the movie was awful. No, it was, <laughs> it was still good, and it's good for all the same reasons it was good when we talked about it before. It's just that's a critique. Like, right. That's a criticism of it when it seems different and, and otherwise done better. Right. So, and yeah. especially when in that particular movie – and I know that we talked about several other movies, and uh, Jesse even mentioned – uh, at least one other movie. Yeah. Um, I don't have the email in front of me, but but now I'm kind of blanking on what other ones we did. Yeah. But I know we talked about we some did. other movies that did the same thing. And like in American Sniper, the real problem of it is that at certain points in the movie, it was just very obvious. Yeah. It was just it was just really like yeah. look at this. You know, it's yeah. like there could have been a sign or something. And that might have been Eastwood's direction because he's. He's a very patriotic he's about guy, that, and he's right. done. You know, if you think this is maybe the first war film he's done, you don't have to look very far back on his IMDb, uh, IMDb page to right. see like the Iwo Jima film, and I mean, just not even that. It's not that far back in his in his interest base. So, is is that part of the message, or is that part of the director's message? You know, right. It's, it's. I think I, I think we might have even like mentioned Invictus because we were talking we about Eastwood. That was one. And and that one, I think it's the same thing. If yeah. that would have just been more just that particular story instead of trying to, yeah. you know, kind of like Invictus, I think was worse than American sniper. Um, I do too. In that one, it was just like, you know, if I could have watched that movie and it wouldn't have just been like trying to make such a like Hallmark card out of, of it, everything, yeah, right. you know, of every, and, right, and, of everything. Yeah. Right. I agree. Anyway, American Sniper is great. And you know, it, it opened wide just a few days ago for Christmas. And I know a lot of people who heard our show, and went to it, and they were like, "Yeah, that was really great. We we liked it more than you, right? But that was a good call, and I was happy because I I had fun with that film, right? No, it's a you know, I, don't I still think right. I still think it's a good movie, and like I said, I think uh, you know I think I gave it like seven. That sounds about right. Around there, yeah. anyway. And I mean, that doesn't mean that the movie is awful and don't go see it just because I oh, have man. a criticism. And you know, Je- I, I, I will say this: since uh, we we love our fans and love yeah, getting thanks, emails, Jesse, and cool. and you know, not trying to rip on Jesse or or, or anything like that. But I, I'm going to guess, and and I'll just throw this out for yeah. everybody else. Uh, who might be not a long-time listener, I'm going to guess that maybe Jesse is not a long-time listener and and maybe has only listened for a little while because we are clearly notorious 
for <laughs> saying lots of positive things about a movie and then giving it like a two and a half right, and right. saying lots of negative things about right. a movie and then giving it, you know, seven, eight, nine, right. whatever. It happens. For whatever reason right. that I'm not really sure about, that seems to be Those are fun. you know what we do a lot of the times. Yeah. And uh, you know, no, it's it's definitely not and, a terrible movie. I would no, I would really recommend, and and that's it's one of those special recommendations I think where right. if you think you will yeah. have a fairly good time with it, then you're going to like it, right? I mean, and if Jesse is a new listener, that's cool. You know, you're going to see that happen again. And if you're not, then that's okay too. Maybe it's, you know, not maybe, it's totally fine that you maybe, like the film in a way we didn't. Maybe so we great. just uh, kind of hit that harder than yeah, we thought we perhaps. did last week. There's, so. there's definitely that. But that's awesome. It's always cool to get the emails. Okay. So those out of the way, we better uh, get to movies. So yeah. I'm thinking uh, we should start with Into the Woods. Cool. Um, now, I've cheated on this movie. Did you? <laughs> yes, because I've actually already put up my review of this movie. Oh, but, you did. Yeah, I don't. But even you look. know, it's that this time funny. of year. I don't look at right? anything until we've done it, and then I start looking. So. It's it's that time of year, and stuff has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, the movie already opened on Christmas, and uh, I already put up my review. And uh, Have you changed I it. Do you feel differently? Like now, the instant review is I, up. But do you feel I better or worse on it? I don't think that I do. Yeah, okay. Um, that's cool. I just didn't know, because that's always, that's always the possibility that if you saw it a week ago, right. you might now feel a little Not. Softer. I don't even remember what I gave it anyway. Well, how's that going to help? <laughs> All right. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah. <laughs> that uh, I gave this an eight and a half. Yeah. Well, that would... I and uh, that, I will say that there are things I didn't like about it. Yeah. And one of them, oddly enough, was Meryl Streep, who yeah, I did not I think I knew you were going to I did not think was as good as like anyone in that role could have been. Yeah. I think there are other people who could have done that better. And there were especially certain scenes where you know, it's obviously like kind of a silly font where you know, we're just having like Right. a good time thing. But there were a few scenes where it was like, she was almost like kind of corny yeah, a, about a it or something. Like there were a couple of times where, I don't know, she just didn't, you know, come off right for me or, or something. But other than that, it's just, um, it's just like pure, like crazy fun. I feel like they, and, they and, almost bring her in Meryl Streep specifically for this, almost the way that someone would have brought Robin Williams in for a role like this. You bring right, him in to right. say, you're Meryl Streep. We want right. you to go crazy. Do whatever you want. We're going to film it. And right. she didn't. Right. You exactly. know, it was almost like she underperformed so and by yeah. underperforming felt awkward in it. Yeah. A little bit. Like to me. I agree. I really expected her to go campy and wild and and I wasn't getting it. Right. You know, it's it's kind like, of like if you have a movie – you know, um, not that Robin Williams didn't ever do anything no, no, he's straighter in, right, or whatever, right? In, yeah. But this is obviously like a fun, crazy movie, yeah. right? And it's kind of like, you know, if you had a role in this somewhere where Robin Williams was in it. Right. And uh, all of a sudden he was just kind of mostly playing it straight. Right. And you'd go, uh, Right. I didn't get my money's worth with Robin Williams because you right. expect something then. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, but just as in general – uh, for my rating overall, I mean, it just was like so fun. I yeah. there were a lot of parts in this where I was kind of like wanting to not like it. Yeah, 
it's not my thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's right. not really exactly my thing. And yeah. and there are parts in this movie too where it was uh, overly looked like we were on a set and it was yeah. bugging me. Yeah. But it was like so fun. <laughs> I really had fun watching it, and uh, I love the songs. Yeah. And I don't usually love the songs. I usually mm-hmm. even a even a movie that has a lot of songs. I usually hate like half the songs. Right. Because they're stupid and. Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm not musical guy, right? Right. And still, I just I had a lot of fun with it. And especially if you try to think about even a slightly younger age than me, maybe yeah. you know, I mean, it's I don't know. It's, I had a lot of fun. I remember a couple of years ago going in to see Enchanted with Amy Adams and being blown away at how much fun I had with it. And I wasn't expecting it. It looked like a fairy tale to me and I was like all right I'll this is going to be okay and it, it was that was a terribly marketed movie I it thought really too was. this this was kind of interesting only because it looked like one of these I mean I'm dating myself now and us too but it just it looked like one of these TV shows that was all cameos you know right, like a love right. boat special with Johnny Depp is yeah. the wolf and Meryl Streep is the witch and you know and on and on and I'm like there's not going to be anything to see cuz I'm just going to be looking for cameos right I gave this an 8 and only because this would have been eight and a half, maybe even close to nine, because I had so much fun with it. But as a frame of reference, understand that I'm not a big musical fan. Right. We we I enjoy them when I see them, um, but I don't seek them out and go for them. One of my favorite musicals of all time is the South Park film. So there you go. That's all you need to know. I, you know, Grease, South Park, these are my favorite musicals. Right. So, you know, knowing that going ahead, if I say, well, eight, eight and a half, then that's actually huge because I'm not a big fan of this stuff. Right. Me too. I felt like as much fun as I had and as surprising as the fun that I was having with it, it was really long. And again, longtime listeners know we complain about this sometimes. It's just over two hours. But by the time I felt the original stuff was taken care of before the giant comes down and they got to get Jack, yeah. which feels like an entire second It really second slows down. Then it too. hits a pop. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a moment where Chris Pine and the other guy who I'm blanking on have this great duet. Uh, the song's called Agony on the Waterfall. And that happened right about the time I was two minutes into boredom. Right. And that got me right back into it because that song is awesome. They're hilarious yeah. in delivering it, both being these egotistical... And Chris like, Pine guys. is freakishly good in this. <laughs> in so like a this. completely like weird donkey role that I, you wouldn't think he's, he's the so guy. Disposable. Right? And he's the, And this is almost what I'm saying with Meryl Streep. He took a guy, he's like Prince Charming, you know, he's right. this guy, and then he's above and beyond. He's almost like he's flesh and blood out of a Shrek film. Right. Yeah, like He's so good. And what a tear he's been on lately. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm loving all the films he's right. in. Um... But it gets to this point where I'm kind of exhausted. And after a while, because maybe I'm not the audience member you know, for these films, I get tired of hearing people sing everything. And, <laughs> right, and it, isn't right. like, it isn't like Les Mis where they sing everything. There's genuine dialogue and then right. they convey songs and stuff. But if it wasn't so damn fun, this would have been much lower based on how tired I got of watching it and right. how I felt like the story could have been easily cut you know, for, for some stuff. Um, but I'll be damned if it wasn't just you know, I'm, I'm watching this film and I'm tapping my feet and I'm like, man, I would sing along if uh, I guess right. they're catchy. I, as I agree hell. too. There's like it was a great time and and it is in the theater probably with everybody else laughing along yeah. with you, much more fun. My only the only reason it didn't score higher for me is because I was getting bored. Yeah, you know, and and that's it really. And, if and that's not, the only thing that's still manageable. But man, if you're not bored, you're gonna love this. Yeah, it and I, I think that you know, for me, like all the things that you you've said about musicals and everything, like. 
somewhere around seven should be like as good as this yeah. could possibly get yeah. from me. Yeah. And yet still it gets something higher. And it does have, I think, kind of a real pacing problem, especially when it gets to that point because everything like slows really? so far yeah. down. And it's almost like you it wouldn't be as much of a problem, right. except that the first part of the film, it's like everyone is sprinting. Yeah. It's all, you know, the yep. first like 40 minutes of the movie, you almost have to like take notes. Yeah. It's like it's everything is happening and, so fast. And then all of a sudden it just goes, right. I mean, really hit, it really hit like a pocket. And we're totally tire. dragging. And then it's like yeah. all of a sudden we're just standing around yeah. talking. Right. And it's like, um, but what about it, this? And, you know, one of the other things you you said it just differently. I was so happy at how creative it was. These are just fairy tales. They, right. they they wrap up, you know, Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood, Jack and the Giant Beanstalk, all these things, and they spin them into just a cohesive tale. Which you know, if you're a purist for stuff, you're not going to like anyway. But it was creative and well done, and I believe that they shall all live in the same enchanted right. land and bump into each other every and once it, in a while. And it almost and it, it almost it comes great. together in like this crazy way that uh, you know, while you're watching it, you're sort of thinking, you know, it could be like that. Yeah. And and the way I that agree. the way that the individual stories is just because it's like a, this historic game of telephone where yeah. all of a sudden people no. paid only attention to one story and made yeah. their own story out of that. Yeah. And it was like really put together yeah. and everyone was I thought everyone in this, except for Meryl Streep, who I still like not Meryl not Street, that she wasn't good know, or anything, I but I just wanted her to be better and everyone then there were great. a couple of times when there were a couple scenes where she just was off to me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the one is where uh, she shows up and she's like in the tree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she swoops down. It was on just, it. Yeah. I don't know. It was, was just, weird it was just odd. But like James Corden. That was awesome. He did was great. Crazy he was crazy He was right over and, him. You know, he is such a weird guy yeah. in a way <laughs> um, because he's like, it's, it's almost like he just appeared. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's in Gavin and Stacey, but yep. nobody here knows that because no one will listen to me right. and, and and watch it, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the UK, obviously, he's he's huge because right. that show was crazy big. Yeah. And uh, he's in he's in this great show that's on Hulu, which I, I don't know if it's a, a Hulu-only type original show, but know. it's called The Wrong Man, yeah. and it's like the second season of that's coming. Yeah. But he's obviously been in some movies but he hasn't been in that much stuff yeah. and and it's like all of a sudden he's taken over the late late show yeah and you're like what yeah what do you mean don't you have to have done something it, it's almost <laughs> like everybody behind the curtain curtains you know behind the stages knew that this guy was just waiting for a chance right and then the rest of the public is like who's this right you know but everybody knows how great he's been so it was he was really great and really great. uh emily blunt was really good and uh anna kendrick and you yeah. know anna kendrick and emily blunt both of them i think they kind of like connect in a weird yeah. way to me in this movie it's almost like they're both somehow doing the same thing Thing. Yeah. Like they're doing such a great job of being able to be in this completely non-serious role, yeah. given who they are right. and, and what, what they, they could do. be doing right. and what they do yeah. and, and what they do that's very serious and right. really good yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And it, it just was it was weird yeah. how good everyone was yeah. in this movie, especially for something, you know, 
for me personally, something that's taken from the stage and adapted yeah. into a movie that almost feels like you're still on the stage. Yeah. It, it really feels they like really did it. It really feels like they just said what we're going to shoot, though, is going to be almost like if you were making the Broadway play with like unlimited budget. Right. <laughs> and could make anything out of your stage. Right. It just still would be like that. Yeah. Right. Instead of trying to sort of more movie-fy it, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, I generally want you to more movie-fy <laughs> it yeah. than to make it seem like you're just filming something on stage. And yet it it still worked, and it was it was awesome. yeah. it, was it was really really, fun. really good. It was a lot of fun. And and the kind of thing that it, I mean, again, if you go see this in the theater, you're gonna have a blast. If you happen to have to wait and see it at home, you're still gonna have a blast. It's yeah. Great. It's, uh, it's I got I gotta think experience. I gotta think though that it's probably pretty cool in the theater. Suspect, you probably want to go, yeah. go get to it if you can. Yeah, and uh, just to you know get get the full songs and right. the, and the whole thing. And, and I just can't I, I can't say enough like how perfect it was like that was written for James Corden. It was yeah, it really was. It it, it was it so was perfect. just really he just fit into it so well, and he's. You know, he's one of these guys. I'll I'll get letters about this too, but he's one of these guys who just actually is kind of that goof. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's just kind of like a goof. Yeah. And he just fits into that character like so well. And you know, apart from the fact that at the beginning you go, he's married to Emily Blunt. Right. Right. <laughs> how, how, once how, once you get over yeah, that. Yeah. Um. The but, scene. The scene, I'm sorry, he's so funny just in the little things he doesn't even have to do. Like just his facial inflections when you introduced very early on to him and his wife, the baker, and the, you know, the baker's wife. And then Little Red Riding Hood comes in and starts larcenously right. pickpocketing right. everything right in front of him. And his wife is like, she can have it. Right. And, and his, his every what? indignation is like, oh, she's going to have that too? Like, it was awesome. Yeah. He just, in that one scene alone, if, you, if you're not sure about his potential, watch that. It's great. And that is uh, conveniently early on, very because early. that yeah. just like gets you. The beginning of the movie is perfect because Pulls it you in very quick, gets I mean, you going, and yeah. lets you know exactly where you are. Especially like with uh, stuff like that, and and it's a really good song at the beginning yep. that you know you yeah, pra- you practically want to like Into the march song. to, oh, you know. Yeah. Okay, so go see that yep. because yeah. uh, we love that, <laughs> right? Um, next, let's try and get to uh, the imitation game. I knew it. I had it ready. Well, that's yeah. good. All right. Uh, that's the next big thing. I hope we can get to the Skeleton Twins. So, I think we can. Um, Although the imitation that, game that's might a, be very That's talkable. a fun movie. Yeah. Um, the imitation game is very weird. This is the weird one for me this setting. Week. I wonder okay? what you're going to give this. Because I really liked this movie. But... It's a very weird movie, yeah. right? Um, yeah. I have to give this one a nine because I thought it was really a cool. Nine. Yeah. Wow. All right. But that said, okay, yeah. I don't know who I'd recommend this to. Yeah. Because I, you know, I could really only recommend this to like me. <laughs> because. <laughs> well, wait a minute. This isn't like you know the time film from last year. Like, there, what is it that? No, no. It's just. Uh, you know, I just was really into the way it was doing this. And, you know, there's uh, – it's it's weird because there's uh, – what's the other movie that's – Theory of Everything? No. Um, it was like several years ago. Um, oh. It's like 
Enigma or something or oh maybe, yeah uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's just he's uh, he's such a like oddly perfect genius crazy person yeah uh, which supposedly right because I knows. I don't really know yeah. but supposedly that's really how uh, Alan Turing was right but it's such a weird movie just in the sense that. Um, you know, I'm really interested in Alan Turing yeah. <laughs> and and uh, the invention of computers and the uh, logic and and everything Alan Turing did that bizarrely manifested itself in right. this perfect way to come up with to be in this exact right point in time because right. it's it's really. Uh, crazy to think about how stuff comes together like this right but if there hadn't been a war to yeah. stop there wouldn't have been computers for a, a while, lot longer a while yeah because he would he not have done this right because he would this would not have been what was in front of him right at, it's kind of like when you read uh actually read the sherlock holmes books right and it's like, you know, when Sherlock Holmes does not have an interesting case, yeah. you know, he's coked up in the corner yeah, of his room, right. whatever, because, right. you know, whatever he's doing, right? And and Alan Turing was such a, a bizarre genius that, you know, this is not what he'd have been doing, right. and no one else was going to do it right. right then. And he says so much in the film. He's like, we right. do this because we're the only ones who can. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I really liked uh Benedict Cumberbatch in this. Yeah. And I like him anyway. I like uh I like Sherlock. I like most things that he's been in. Yeah. I, I like him in general, but I thought he was awesome. Yeah. And the only problem that I really have with this movie is that uh Kira Knightley's getting too much attention, I think. She's you, not you're not a big Kira Knightley fan anyway from what I remember. You, I'm not a huge fan of hers in Anna general. Karina was great because the film was amazing. But right. She not was good in that. Though. She was good in that. Um, and she, it's not that she's bad in this. Yeah. It's just that she's not amazing. She's not right. doing anything spectacular in this, and yet she's like getting nominations. And it's it's just one more time I think that you know this always happens, but people are wanting to nominate this movie. Right. And then it's like, well, but she's in the movie. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, I think this is the best movie. So if this is the best movie, then the best actor must be the person in this movie. movie, Right. right? Yeah. I don't know. But I I don't think that she I don't think she's bad in it at all. Um, But I don't think that this is a role, first of all, that is necessarily worthy of a nomination, no matter who was doing it. And I don't think that she's doing any awesome job at it that it deserves a nomination. And, uh, you know, the other thing is that I really loved, uh, like the ensemble. Yeah. Like all of the other guys that you don't know who they are. Right. Like there's all these people in all these weird roles, uh, that you, that you have never seen before because you're not from England. Right. Right. (laughs) And so, but, and they were all really good. And I like the way that uh, one of the things that really kind of pushed this movie for me into like a better place was the way it did stuff and still didn't do it and was okay to not do it. Like we've got the whole thing that he's gay and lots of stuff comes out of that. 
And yet we kind of don't really feel like we have to really just harp on that for a long time. We just go, this is the thing, and there it is, and it's a thing that happened, and there you go. And it's just like telling the story. And you're going to give it like a four. Well, one of the things. Well, one of the things that's interesting about that aspect, which is, which I thought was interesting, based only on a lover of pop culture, we're at we're at a weird moment now, past the watershed, or maybe just on the inside, you know, moving past it, where having a gay character or having a gay history isn't a big deal anymore. Like that's not the defining weird touchstone. Right. It's not like, like it's not what it used to be just a few handful of years ago. Right. It's like, not like there's a special label on it right. or it goes in a special and section no longer, of the video and, store. And it's, yeah. Right. And it's now no longer this cliche thing where you're like, Oh, he's a crazy aloof, you know, crazy in a good way, but crazy, like demented kind of strange aloof man. So he must be gay. Like right, that's not right, the, right. that's not the antithesis of what he is. One of the things that I thought was interesting, partially from my own bias in in that way, is that there's a lot of strong information and hints that he's on the autism spectrum, that he has high-functioning Asperger's, for example. And and that's been wondered about uh, for Turing for a while, and and in some places they they outright just say, yes, you know, he he did and is um, on that place, but... I'm pretty hard... Except that that's a really hard thing to say, because... It is. It's not like anyone could have said it at the time. Right. It was right? a diagnosis <laughs> that was at its infancy at that point. Right. All you can do is say, you know, these are the things that he had. And as the tributes go, they're all pretty much the same for right. someone who has these things now. So I find that kind of interesting just in a pop culture way. Um, I came so close to giving this a 10. I came so close. It's a nine and a half. It's it was so well, much Why are you fun. making fun of me? I was acting. You know, we have a we have a we have a podcast. Jeez. I like to, I like to throw you off a little bit. No, I, <clears throat> I was blown away by every single portion of this in a way that I felt was really interesting. And if we had only one film to talk about for the whole show, I you know, I would have loved this episode. Right. Um because I would have you know, in my mind when I'm watching this, I'm having, you know, fictional conversations with you. Right. Anyway. right I could have just right, texted you right. or called you. But this is so interesting to watch like a week or so after the theory of everything, which is strangely very much like this. Right. You have two very important leaders in, in this history of science, and they're being portrayed by actors who do an incredible job nailing down every affect. Right. You know, when Eddie Redmayne doing Stephen Hawking, you get to see this thing because we all know who Stephen Hawking is. We see him still, and you, you recognize difficulties, trail, but nobody really know who Alan Turing is, you know, outside of like the ditch people who know him. Now, hopefully they'll know more about him. But right. you don't get to be like, wow, Benedict really nailed that guy. He even got his speech pattern. Right. People that do know, know that he really did. But what made this film so much more, you know, effective for me was that everything came together in a way that didn't feel like it was the greatest hits of Alan Turing's life. Right. It focused more on this very specific job that they had to do, which was crack this uncrackable code and the frustrations that they had in doing it all along shuffling in portions of Alan Turing's life instead of, you know, let's, let's see how amazing Eddie Redmayne's transform. And I'm not belittling it, but let's just see how amazing his transformation is every 20 minutes to digressing into full Lou Gehrig's disease and how hard that must be like that in and of itself is awesome. And I'm not taking a thing away from it, but the story here is stronger. The, the story here is more interesting 
the characters, as like you said, and I actually really liked Kira Knightley in this. I was I was pretty on board with how she held her own in a room full, not just of men, but just capable actors. Like everybody right. in that room is an assassin with their skill set. Like they're right. so good. No, I I think there. I think she did I know what you mean. I think she did fine. Yeah, but not just, well enough to get yeah you know, what these things are. But you know, from the cast and how every single person got their moment. You know, from John, the guy whose brother is on a boat, you know, he, he's got family serving. He has like this moment with, that's all his and he kills it, you know, to uh, to all the other people on his team. They all have these individual moments without suffering the whole film. And then on top of that, you have all these secondary characters like these spies, these commanders, right, the guy from these MI6, people, these, these yeah. secretaries, like the film is full of characters that I wanted to sit and watch forever. And this film's just under two hours. And I would have been a hell of a lot happier if it had been another half hour. Yeah. That's how much fun I'm having with it. Yeah. I can, I, I guess I could find things. We don't have a lot of time because I think we can still get the skeleton twins in. But I, I think this is one of those films where you, this is the one to see. Yeah. Like if you see any film, it's not American Sniper. It's not the theory of everything. It's this. This is amazing. Right. And and it's amazing for every reason. The soundtrack. And, and not, the o- acting, not the only that. Oh, yeah. Everything. This is actually a movie and because you're more into I'm a, I'm uh, the soundtrack, soundtrack a lot of the times yeah. than I am. I love it. But this is a movie where I was like, oh, my God. I had to – you know what's really interesting about uh, – really the, like the score, I guess, score technically, instead, right? right? The score, right. Um, is that I really had to kind of – Try to focus on the score. Didn't you? It was yeah because the score was just so like there and perfect. Yep, and you don't notice it. And so, like, there were a couple of times where I had to kind of go, okay, you know, actually, like, kind of yep. remove myself a little bit, yeah, so that I could just yeah. think about the score. And it was really, it was so really good. And uh, you know, the other thing about this movie. Which I think, which sounds crazy, especially because we're talking about biopics earlier, right. which is funny. Right. But you know what I was thinking a lot of the time during this movie, and uh, it's weird, but uh, somewhere around like halfway through the movie maybe, I started thinking, you know, this could be fiction. Right. And yeah. somehow that is like a mark of a really great true yeah. story. Yeah. Like, this, like they're everything is being put together and this is a movie where you know like i say about true stories a right. lot of the time like pro- did everything happen exactly the way it happens in this movie yeah. i'm guessing not right. but they fixed those parts yeah. and yeah. made a movie out of it yeah. right like there's you know she probably didn't say exactly that she said right. some right. really stupid thing or you know yeah. whatever and so we put it together in a way that actually makes an awesome movie yeah. because it doesn't matter like what she said. Right. And, you know, I will give you this uh, with uh, Kira Knightley. Not like I said, not that I think she was bad, but the beginning part of her in the movie I thought was awesome. Yeah. When, oh, yeah. when he comes, comes up in. with this test that, and then, awesome. and then she comes in and then she takes the test that done early and then uh oh yeah and then getting into the the parts with her where we actually kind of get her involved when he's got to like go to her parents house and all that all that stuff was so good yeah and the thing that really like uh pushes this movie over the edge for me was that everything that benedict cumberbatch did is exactly what his character would have done. Yeah. It was there was nothing that was yeah. like, 
well, this is what we need him to do. Right, so we have to make him to get him to the next thing that we need him to do. Yep. It all was like, this is Every, the character you've given me so far. Yeah. This is what he would do. And now that's and building it. into yeah. more for later. Yeah. When that's what he would do, you know, and every, it all worked. Every reveal that Alan Turing had, and we get the Eureka moments, you know, we get those those uh, cinematic kind of Hollywood versions, like because this process took them forever, and we get a right. very flash fast right. forward version. But I, I also, you're right, I agree. Every single time you are supposed to believe that Benedict Cumberbatch is deep in thought with a key to this puzzle. I believed he he was like functioning right then, like thinking about it, and he realized it. Sometimes you see people like they look up into the left or something like, oh, right. yeah, wait, aha, uh-huh. oh, right, yeah, right, that, that thing. You right. know, I I don't buy that. I know that's to move the story forward. Here, in the moments where it happens, and it happens on more than one occasion, I get it. I'm right. like, he he was working that out right then, while everyone else is still doing things. You forget Alan is just focused, and and it was believable. Right, so. and and everything. Um, I think we're going to just be done and try to hit skeleton twins real yeah. quick because otherwise we'll never get to it. Right. Um, right. It'll, it'll never come up in the next weeks. Um, but you know, everything that he did, like even um, when they're starting out and he can't get lunch. Right. Because right. people are asking about lunch and it's like, in some sense he isn't doing anything wrong. Right. No. But in another sense, he ain't going to get lunch. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. And all of that scene was like perfect. And then, you know, even when you get to where you're getting towards the end and stuff and he just runs inside and locks the door. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he's a genius and that's not going to work. Right. Right. And yet that's what he would do. Yeah. And that's probably what he, that might even be a thing that people know he really did or something, but who knows? But it was just so perfect when that happens. Like he just runs inside and locks the door. Like it's all going to be fine. That's it. The door will work. This little wooden door. The writing is amazing, and there were one. There's one memorable scene after another. Like yeah. For me, there's just I could go through the whole film, like from what you were saying, like when he went to do the puzzle and then to parents. Right. There's all scenes, just one after another. I felt had such great weight and real, real and, enjoyment, in and it. it was great. Yeah, and you're right too because uh, you know one of the best things is like we always say. There's no part of this movie that I'm like, hey, you cut like five minutes out of that. No. Like it's all like it's all I good. want all of it. It's. Even and I know we're moving quick. Even the last minute of the film, which is the you know the cards at the end that tell you what you need to know historically about right. what happened, way more effective and important than something like, uh, well, we haven't done it yet, but we've seen it, Foxcatcher. Like there's a, right. there's a there's a conclusion at the end that tells you what happened after the story end, and it was flat. This thing I could have watched them doing that. Right, if they would have just kept telling just me stuff, doing, I'll right. watch a story like that. <laughs> right. So anyway, this is a great one. All right, okay. So really quickly, the skeleton twins. Um, and we may go over for it. I can see doing. A yeah, we we could go over a little bit. Um, the skeleton twins is a movie. Now we just went from <laughs> from the imitation game. Now, not that I'm about to hate the Skeleton Twins or anything. So, if you're thinking that I'm That's about a to hate, cue it, that you're about but to hate um, it. no, the Imitation Game was like, uh, it's a very weird movie. Like, I can't like it enough. Right. I can't figure out who to tell to go to it. Yeah. Except that you know, I just tell everyone to go to it. But I can't, you know, honestly predict right. you're gonna love it mm-hmm. like like I do. I don't know. It's uh, you have to kind of you have to be in a mood or something yeah. or be the right person to go to the imitation game and get the same thing out of it that right. I did. Right. Right. Anyway, the skeleton twins in a way is sort of the same thing, except uh, the imitation game is a movie that 
like I I can't love enough, I guess, or whatever. I mean, I actually still had some problems with it. I didn't get all the way to 10. Yeah. And um, there were things that were not perfect exactly. But anyway, but the Skeleton Twins, like, I, this movie just pisses me off because <laughs> yeah. I want so bad to rate it high. Yeah. Because there are so many parts in this movie that I loved. Yeah. And I mean, like, really loved. Yeah. And then... I can't. So All it's pissing me off, right? right? Because the most I can give this is a seven. Yeah. And I really want to give it more because yeah. there are like 20 minute stretches or 15 minute stretches of this movie that are like a 10. Yeah. All by themselves. And, then, and Bill Hader is awesome in this movie. And, and, and then there are parts that are, I'm like, what the hell happened? Right. Like, there are parts in this movie where I feel like somebody else wrote it yeah, and and somebody else directed it or something or someone got sick that day yeah. or like something crazy happens in this movie. Yeah. And uh, I really wish that I could give it more, but I just can't bring myself to give it more than a seven. Yeah. And, and it's still good. That's still, you know, it's let's not do the American sniper thing again. No, that doesn't mean uh, I hate course. it. It's still a seven. Well, one but. of the things that's really good is that it's also only like 90 minutes long. Right. It's it very, is. It, even at its moments of like confusion and like irritation, it's very fast to digest. Um, all the ingredients are here for this one. I, the, I gave and it a seven. And there's a yeah. lot of fun too. I gave there's it a, a seven of... too. And, and that's basically because of how great Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader and Luke Wilson are right. Luke Wilson steals every show, yeah. every scene that he's in in this. Uh, even when he does nothing but show up in the corner and <laughs> look weird and, and just walk away and he, like look at you funny. And he, he's a guy that I wish like was my neighbor. Like I wish right. he was right next door so I could just see this guy every once in a while and see like he's like the new Kramer. I want him to be around, but I don't want to be around him all the time. <laughs> right. Right. But he was awesome. The, the movie's terribly uneven. It's terribly unpredictable. Which really sucks because when it's hitting everything right, it's working on an emotional level that you can't buy. You've got the chemistry between the characters. You've got a story that's interesting. And then it almost feels like in some ways like it was an indie film between Saturday Night Live stuff that they're doing or whatever. And they got 21 days to shoot it and they started without knowing the end. Right. To me, or that's exactly how or it Or it's felt. like, uh, you know, is some friend roped him into doing right, it or right. something. And, and, and they were like, all right, I trust you or the, something. Yeah, and the moments when it works above the cliches that it carries, not kind of secretly, like it, it's kind of like this like film that a certain type of person will be really interested in. Your girl interrupted crowd. You right. know, that kind of person. If you're going into this, and I've seen some things say, you know, that the Skeleton Twins is a very funny film, and it is. It's actually really riotously funny in it places. Is. Yeah. But it's not a comedy like that. And and I feel like there's a lot of stuff where the story kind of puts you on a path to the story that it wants to tell and then just abandons it. Right. And the characters abandon it too, but they're so good with each other that we, we kind of stick with it. If this were a two-hour film, I'd rate it probably a four. But the fact that it's not that long to go, you right. know, it helped it a bit. But that was right. a disappointment. Uh, we've only got 60 seconds left in the live yeah. show. And we're just going to say um, – uh, we'll go over a little bit here. But So we'll just say you know, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, share, subscribe. Stay tuned for our best and our worst list. and our own special awards. And if you don't know yeah. what our own special awards are, then you have to go back and find our older shows. And you will, you will right. find our own uh, special – 
awards, but but we're just going to keep going. So the live show is just going to cut out at right. some point. But mm-hmm. I don't want to pay attention to it right, and, anymore. Right. And uh, we'll just uh, keep going. You know the the thing about this movie. So if you don't know, because this is not a movie getting a lot of attention, this is uh, Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig, their brother and sister. Yep. But they haven't seen each other for fifteen years. And the movie starts in the very bizarre place, which I think is awesome, that uh, he tries to kill himself, and she's about to try to kill herself, but gets stopped from trying to kill herself by the phone call that he has tried to kill himself. Right. Which – and that sounds stupid, but it actually, I thought, worked in the movie. Like, the way that they – Um, you were you were just saying you love that thing, and and in the process, of, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, you I know, like the theoretical setup. No, no, I do too. And in the first ten minutes of the film, I loved it too. But then as the film goes on and on later, like one of the, my gripes about the film is, um, I was I was curious about the characters in the story, but I never once cared for them in no way. Yeah, like we're led to believe they're about to do a mutual suicide, unbeknownst to each other. But later, I don't believe for a second that she's going to do that. No, so it doesn't make right. the beginning make and, sense at and, all. And later on, and and that's one of the big problems is that um, it's a good setup, though. You're right. I think that it's it's kind of like uh, you know one of the problems is that I think Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig do these characters better than the characters actually exist in the script. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that leads to weird things as you move on, like you said, because later on in the movie, she's getting right to the kill myself door again. Yeah. And you kind of don't believe it. Uh You kind of it doesn't feel real. The things that are awesome about the movie is that uh, I don't know if anyone in any movie has ever convinced me more that they were brother and sister. Yeah. And they were. Right. Older people who are brother and sister, and somehow they do that even though they have not seen each other for yeah. fifteen years. Yeah. So it's not like they're close because they're still close. Right. Right. They're close because they used to be close. Right. And they're close in the way that they yell at each other a lot. Well, and are they, did <laughs> you, know. you did you get that they were twins? Like I mean, the title says they are, and I guess they're around the same age. He's a little bigger than she right. is, but I actually kind of attributed part of it to that too. Like they, I they don't, have that twin thing. They're not telepathic, but they they have that bond that I don't. Twins might. I don't know if they're supposed to or no, not actually, because I, I don't it. think the movie actually says that. No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think really. the movie kind of says this is the title, right? Just and their brother and sister. I don't know that they refer to things like, you know, being the same age yeah, or either. stuff like that that ever comes I didn't up. Know if Maybe I it does. It. I couldn't remember if I missed it or not. But. Maybe it does, yeah. and uh, we missed it. But it's really weird, like, when things are working. It, it's the sad thing, really, about it is that there's stuff in the movie that shouldn't work, that should be stupid, yeah. and should come off kind of horribly. Right. That I think somehow they made work and were really cool. Like that part, which if you have actually seen a a trailer for this, you'll see like the singing part. Right. And that part where, you know, she's pissed, whatever. He just starts, he puts the song on and just starts singing because, you know, they used to do that. Right. Right. (laughs) And 
that sh- and then finally she gives up and starts singing and that should just be horrible yeah and because on paper that's horrible like yeah. i don't know how that gets to the point where you go see this is in the script right. so it'll be great right. because on paper that would look stupid yeah <clears throat> and yet they like make that work yeah. and it's mostly bill hader because yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he's like uh, this on fire unstoppable manic depressive whatever yeah and I don't know, he can like he flips a switch and then he can be that guy. Yeah. And do that. And it's great. And and it's all horrible because there's stuff that should just be fine. Right. <laughs> that right. that turns out to be horrible because it's like the script does not continue with the characters in a way that you can kind of work with. Mm-hmm. Even when it sets up enough stuff that it should be fairly easy, right. like um, we get that they are they were really close when they were little. He moved. They haven't seen each other for some reason yeah. for 15 years. You would think that at some point they would have seen each other, but yeah. whatever. Um, that's where we are, and then we start to get uh, more and more exposure to the idea that you know Bill Hader was in this. Uh, homosexual relationship with a teacher at a young age and you know blah 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 so we get all of these like problems he has to deal with then we get like the worst problems that he has like he's never gotten over it and goes right back to the guy as soon as he comes to town 15 years later or whatever and so there should be like plenty of stuff to work with to really you know kind of lace up these characters pretty yeah. simply and the stuff that we're watching can't manage to do it. Yeah. Even though interspersed in there there are like these awesome all, parts all these moments yeah. where all of a sudden and then and they come and go, right? right. It's like it's it, you know, you're watching it for a while going, "Oh, this is getting really really bad." Right. And then all of a sudden there'll be another good part. We go, "Wait, what?" Right. And it's and it's, it's like almost really like, good again. It's almost like being adrift at sea, and then just this big breeze carries you for you know fills the sails and is so strong and puts you in the right direction. And they do great with it. And then that yeah, just stumbles. It, you know what's really funny about the film in some way is you know I don't necessarily even believe that uh, Bill Hader's character. You know, if we're talking about the the movie itself as a as a story, I don't believe his character was really ever going to commit suicide. You know, it's funny to, to to address this thing only because later I actually do believe Kristen Wiig's character was going to. The last time she's playing around with it, I think, you know, like some people who do uh, flirt with it, you know, they commit themselves and they can't get out of it. Right. And then they've succeeded by accident. Right. But he, you know, so much so is turning up the speakers and making sure that someone's going to Making later sure that someone's going to complain about it. Later right. on the roof, he's going to stand on the roof until someone comes. Right. You know, like, I don't think, I think he's miserable, but I don't think he knows what to do. And right. I think that she wasn't, but became miserable and knew exactly what to do but see and i think i think that's an interesting as a story when i have problems with the story i find that is like one of these big things that brings me to it positively because i'm like that's great character stuff that's really awesome and they they work at it right i think i think there's kind of this uh there's this weird background story that you know it almost isn't there in a way yeah (laughs) but it's it's but it's it's just like it's and you know so she's got the thing where uh she's married and she ought to be happy Mm -hmm. but she's sleeping with 
whoever. Yeah. Right? I mean, she's sleeping right. with person after person right. after person, apparently, and she's married and she should be happy, but she's married to a, a guy who's nice. That's who, awesome. A, a guy who's really nice yeah. and who is. I guess, you know, the guy that the magazines tell you you should want, right. even though he's not the guy you do want, you want right? right? right. And, and, but he's but he's just like a box of rocks kind of guy, too. Yeah. I mean, he's not like he is, the, no. the brightest guy, right? He's good heart, not, not anything else. But. but there's something about that yeah. that, you know, that bugs her, right. that he's like that, and it bugs her that she's not happier right. in the relationship that she should have. And so one of the things that I think the movie really does well is that I think she gets back her brother in a way and they're they manage certain levels of happy funness or something. Yeah. But it's almost like, you know, the more she looks at her marriage and says, I'm not happy and this is as good as this is going to get. And then she gets her brother back in her life and, you know, that doesn't actually help her any either. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, it builds up to like the end of the movie yeah. where you could see that the movie is kind of laying this out, that mm-hmm. she finally gets to a place where she is really more serious. Right. Because now it's just like, well, if not this, then what? Right. Right. So yeah. it, it, so nothing's going to get better ever. Right. One thing, you know, this is a weird thing to, to not necessarily give away because this is a little bit of a spoiler. But one of the things paying attention to the story and for anybody who doesn't know, that's where I come in you know, with a grade on anything is when I say I didn't care about anybody, like strangely enough, I cared more about Lance than I did their problems, right, not, not right. anything else. But by the end of the film, I I loved the way it ended and I hated it. Right. I didn't get any right. answers that I wanted. I got kind of a, a indie film feel good pat on the back. Like we think the sun will come out tomorrow right. kind of thing, but I didn't get what I wanted and it only frustrated me. But I actually stopped the, you know, I didn't stop the film. I watched the film, but I stopped when the credits started rolling thinking, that was a jip. I didn't get everything I wanted and everything I felt I was promised as a story. You know, I felt like it only half concluded, you know, the conclusion of the the climax that it had set up. And I felt kind of bummed about it, you know. And I I wish, like what you'd said in the beginning, like, I wish I could have given this more because if it had been... Uh, As it started, all I could think of was last year we watched uh, Will Forte in Nebraska, and another Saturday Night Live alum guy who's really funny, who does a serious turn in a film that was an Oscar contender. He was great, and he was great in it. And here we are again this year with the same kind of thing, and these guys are pulling their weight, and, and more so. And I love the idea of it, but man, it just didn't even come close to living up to what it should have been, and right. that was frustrating, really frustrating. And, and you know, like uh, you said, I, we'll wrap up in just a minute here, too, because we've gone over yeah. plenty, I think, but... You know, like you were saying, uh, you didn't really care about the characters or or whatever. And I felt like watching this movie, um, you know, I was more interested because (laughs) because you were talking about Lance, who's, you know, cool. And and actually, everyone in the movie is really good. Everyone's really good. So that's horrible. That's also horrible. How come I can't like it more, right? Because everyone's really good. Yeah. But, you know, this movie really came down to, like, I was more interested in the characters' problems. So was I. And not the characters who had the problem. It was like... Well, that's a neat thing. Tell me about that, I yep. guess. But I don't care really that it's this character that you've yeah. got doing it because you just – it was – the storytelling was too focused on, you know, look what a 
crazy web of problems I'm weaving and how everybody's all messed up, right? Yeah. And not just, you know, give me more of yeah. that actual character. I don't know. More curiosity than concern, right? And, right. and even and even in some places, like we didn't even get to this, but we often do, you know, there's a five-minute stretch, which I'm not nitpicking that the movie is five minutes longer than it should. I'm just saying that there were decisions in the editing room that I should never have to deal with. This whole thing with their mother appearing, that scene could have been left on the floor. Right. They never had to bring her up. They just had to say she's never here or we're never going to see her or a throwaway. Like right. this whole thing is confusing to show something about them that I already knew. I don't know. It's just it, in places it's a mess. Right. And in places it's really, really powerful. And I just wish somebody knew how to put the pieces could, together. Yeah, a lot exactly. Better. This is like definitely one of those. I can't those, suggest uh, anyone watch it unless you've got 90 minutes to kill or you're a big Quist, uh, Kristen Wiig or, you know, Bill Hader fan. Right. And she, or, he, he's stealing this because of how great he is. I'm reminded of how much I wish Kristen Wiig worked more. She's yeah, she's really, good. Really good. And I can watch her do anything. Like she's playing dressed up or dressed down, emotional, happy, funny, like everything across the border. She's really great at Right. She does. that. That is a big point, too, I think, that she does. I mean, Bill Hader does, too. Yeah. But not as much, I guess. But right. she does kind of everything. Yeah. She's got to, like, be the, you know, person having an affair yeah. in, like, the swimming pool right. coach room, whatever thing. Yeah. I mean, she's, like, the, the person having all these affairs. She's, like, the wife who feels really bad about it. She's, yeah. like, the sister who's really pissed that yeah. her brother is not more pissed. Right. I mean, she and, – and then she's funny and right. happy and stuff, too, in places. And yeah. they have, like, their silly time where they're – like actually reliving their youth and having doing fun. It, yeah. And she's like doing everything and she's yeah. really killing all of it. And she's making it look easy. So. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So that's, uh, that's definitely enough of us for one day. So, uh, we will end it. And, uh, you know, once again, please, please share, subscribe, tell all your friends, whatever it takes, rate yeah. us on iTunes, leave us a review. Yeah. And if you have any questions or comments or whatever, uh, send them to questions at com, and we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.